Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Good Saturday afternoon here at Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, we got a couple of great ones today for you. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Hey, at Samurai Business Group, we put the wind back in your sails. And boy, I'll tell you, today, you're going to get lifted up because I have two fabulous guests in studio. And that's Leah Tatina. First up, she is the owner and creator of Made Matchless. And man, she has got a story to tell you folks out there. So pay attention. Leah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, listen, I always like to introduce the people as to the fact that you come out of a bouncing baby Christian girl. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I, uh, I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. Oh, wow, um, he's yeah. retired now and he is an, an army chaplain. So I grew up um, surrounded by people of faith mm-hmm. and so appreciate that. And um, but I somewhere along the line got the message and I don't know where. But I somehow started believing that to be a Christian, it meant you just didn't do the really bad sins. Ah. You just had to be a good girl. And okay. so I, I was. I got <laughs> straight A's and did all the, the things right. And then about 10 years ago, I heard a sermon on uh, Isaiah 6, okay. which is all about the throne room of God and how big he is and how sinful Isaiah was and how he was so humbled by God. And truth be told, it actually very much humbled me. And I realized how much of a sinner I was and how much self-righteousness and pride that I had. And so at that moment, I just repented of all of that and wow. realized my good works were like filthy rags before a holy God. Oh, and my so, goodness. I mean, ever since then, it's just been I've wanted to know more and more and more about God, his character, his goodness. Um, his word is like a treasure. I want to keep mining it because you can't ever get to the bottom of it and find more treasures. And right. and so that's kind of my faith story. Okay. And um, so when it, this was how long ago you said that this was about 11 years, 10 11 or 11 years. years ago. Okay. So where were you at in, in position of your career? I mean, you already been mm-hmm. through college, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. been through college. I had had two kids already. So wow. I have... Two kids, and I have one husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> Very good. Uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. But mm-hmm. at the time, they were real little. I was a, a mom. I was mm-hmm. struggling, really, you know, having a hard time. And um, But I had a music education degree and was planning to go back and, and start teaching again. But as the Lord had it, I became a stay-at-home mom. Right. And over the years, just... Um, we, we made the choice to start homeschooling, and so we homeschooled our children. Um, and somewhere along the way, um, after teaching in the public school, then becoming a stay-at-home mom, I started to develop this deep passion for girls and wanting them to see who they were 
to Jesus Christ, to see oh. what God's word says yeah. about them and right. who they are. Because I, I taught in the public school system and I saw what was happening to these middle school girls and what they were, oh, wow. what they were struggling to believe about themselves because the world says all sorts of right. crazy things about who we need to be, who she needs to be, what she right. needs to think and believe and look like. And that was really hard for me, but as a public school teacher, there was only so much I could say to them. Right. And so when I um, came out of teaching and became a stay-at-home mom and started pouring some of those those beliefs that I had about who Jesus Christ says we are into my daughter and raising her that way, I realized I still had a passion for teaching. And so through homeschooling, I actually had the opportunity to start teaching some of these concepts to girls in our homeschooling co-op. Oh, wow. And so oh, from cool. there, it oh, actually yeah. became Made Matchless. And so now I create resources <laughs> for girls and their moms. I have, um, I'm developing an online curriculum. I actually have a curriculum for girls right now that okay. I teach at our co-op for these girls. Okay. It's 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 been wonderful. I, I love it. I've been doing it for five years. The moms are really enjoying uh, seeing the the fruition that comes from it through their daughters and what their daughters believe about who God says they are. Yep. And so, I've been doing that. I make resources for girls and moms. I lead mother daughter events. I just did one on Saturday in Oswego at Harvest New Beginnings Church. It was so much fun. Just just a blast. <laughs> I love and it. <laughs> but also very biblically rich and. Yeah. Um, just, well, we're going to get a little bit deeper into that here oh in the next episode. So, I could go on forever. Yeah, I know you could. <laughs> and you've got some terrific stuff here, folks. I got to tell you, this the information she gave me is fabulous. But there's going to be three things you want people to take away today, right? Yes. What, so what are the three, real quick, what's the three things you really hope people take away from this conversation? Yeah, so the reason that this is called, my business is called Made Matchless is because I really believe that not just girls and moms, but I am geared towards girls and moms, mm -hmm. that everybody believes that they were created matchless by our creator for mm -hmm. a specific purpose. There you go. And he takes all of our, you know, our gifts and our talents, our experiences, our the bad things we go through, the good things we go through, the opportunities, and he puts it all together. And we are able to take those things, trust him with those things, and then we can love and serve our neighbors and make an impact for Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's that's one thing is is I think that, as believers, it's important for us to remember that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. So when we take that power and we trust that the Holy Spirit's going to do something with all those things I just mentioned, that we can make a supernatural impact yep. for Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's definitely one thing I want. Okay, absolutely. Boy, if you don't get that enthusiasm, folks, there's something wrong with you because you see this young lady lighting up in here. She's got the whole studio beaming, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Holy Spirit <laughs> is in the room. Hey, you know, um, one of the things, too, that we want to get to, because i got to tease them a little bit so they come back for the second segment, but uh, Leah's got a wonderful gift today for every listener. So you're going to have to pay attention to this, okay, because we're going to – I'm going to tease you a little bit. There's going to be a key word called matchless. But we're not going to give you what she's giving away until the beginning of next segment, okay? So you, you got to stay tuned. You got to come back, you know? Um, who's your ideal target audience? Yeah, I would say my ideal target audience would be the everyday, like, you know, middle-class mom who uh, has a daughter ages 7 to 12, although I do okay. make resources for teenage girls as well. Right. But that's my target audience. They are moms who are involved in their church that that want to grow themselves in God's Word, and they're looking at their daughters, and they're looking at the world, and they're like, what is going on? How yeah. am I going to raise my daughter wow, no kidding. in this world? It's so challenging, confusing. And so right. um, I really want to take the fear out of that, to help equip these moms to feel like they are raising their daughters to head into this world and make an impact. So um, 
are you that unique? There's nobody else out here doing what you're doing? Is it, is you, I'm taking this as you discovered this and said, wow, you know, God laid it on you. You know, I like to say, like, I'm really not that clever. <laughs> I've had some wonderful, God-fearing, wise people in my life who said, hey, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about this? And, of course, you have to kind of weed through some of that, you know, right. but the very, very wonderful people who understand how I function and how I work and how I think and can see, like, the big picture. Like, that's we all want to see the big picture. Right. And so they see the big picture and they say, have you thought about this? And I would look into that and say, yes, that's what, what I want to do or I wouldn't do that. But I wish I could say, like, it was me and how clever I am. But really, it's just God. Right. God ordained opportunities. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us Christians could probably point to that same thing. We're not that special. It's really just God yeah. putting the people in there and taking who we are and no, doing something with me. it. Excuse me, we are matchless. We okay. are matchless, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I had to get that in there. I'm sorry. He's special. To, yeah. I'm just doing what he's telling me to do. <laughs> well, that's you know that's when skill and opportunity meet. And where that's I true. looked at that and I saw that was in you, particularly your teaching background. And your love for that. Mm-hmm. And now taking that and putting that into something that yes. really is going to help mothers and daughters, you know, get together and bond and all that. Mm-hmm. Because it gets difficult when they get in their te- teenagers, oh, doesn't for it? for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. And there's actually a statistic. It's a little bit of an old statistic. But in 2014, they said, um, there's a study that said the average woman's confidence peaks at age nine. Mm. Wow. Age nine. And so wow. I thought, well... I need to get them before age nine then, and I need yeah. to also bring them support for after age nine. And so that's why ages seven to 12 is the target audience for the girls and moms who have girls that age. Well, real quickly here, you know, um, what do you give God praise for in your business now that you've done this? This is about three years now you've been yes, doing this, right? about three years. I give God praise for just using me. I mean, it blows my mind. I am... Uh, I like to call myself an imperfect Jesus loving mess because that's what I am. I actually have a t-shirt that says that for those days where I don't wash my hair. And so I can walk around and, and say, look, it's okay. I'm a mess. But seriously, I, I, I am a mess. I am imperfect and I struggle and even sometimes struggle with how God created me. And so in all of this, he is showing me like, no, I created you this way. It's okay. Yeah, You can be content great. in that, right? Yeah. And so I just praise him that he takes all my mistakes and his grace covers it and that he's able to use me even though I, I feel like I have so very little to and, offer. And mom's got to relate to that, right? Because that is one of the toughest jobs, especially raising godly kids, you yes. know, especially in this world, this environment we're in. Mm-hmm. So I, it's no accident that this happened three years ago. He set you up for going oh. into this this mm-hmm. culture that we're in right now. Boy, it's needed more than ever. And especially for women, mm-hmm. you know, and girls. They really got to get that, that they are made perfect by God, period. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know... Uh, you're doing God's work, you know, and I love it. I, it. Again, folks, if you could just see the smile on this young lady's face, it is just glorious. And what she's done with her own daughter, I, I really admire that. You're going to have to stay tuned because we're going to be back here shortly again with Leah and give you a little bit more on there. We teased you before. She's got some wonderful things for you. But also, I, I am uh, also proud that we welcome Inbound Studio at our, as a sponsor in Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small, mid-sized businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. You can check him out uh, at the Inbound Studio 
uh, .studio, by the way. That's a different kind of a URL. So it's inboundstudio.studio. Get out and check him out. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Leah Tamatino, and she is the owner-creator of Made Matchless. And I teased you before, so here you go. you got to get out there to me at area code 312-210-0603 with the keyword matchless. And Leah, what are you going to give them? Oh, I'm excited about this. So um, this is called the Made Matchless Pledge, and it's for moms and girls to speak together about who God's Word says they are. It has Bible verses to go with it. It is actually a pledge that my girls and I say at our events uh, and in the class, and it's wow. in my resources because those lies are changing all the time. Yep. And so the pledge has very nine simple <laughs> I am statements. They're truths that they can say out loud to themselves to remind themselves of the truth when the lies come flying at them. They love it. And you want them to go out to the website to get something else, right? Yeah. So if they decide that they're interested in learning more about Made Matchless, they can actually subscribe to my newsletter at madematchless.com slash subscribe. And if they subscribe, they get a freebie. It is seven truth-boosting posters for your daughter. So they're posters she can print up and put in her room. So as soon as she wakes up in the morning, she can read them and get that truth right away. Get that truth right away. I love that. Let's let's really give the audience, you know, what kind of an experience they're going to have by getting involved with Made Matchless. So you alluded to a little bit before, you got some videos. And obviously, as a teacher, you got some great content. So what what, if they get involved with Made Matchless, what what do they expect? Yeah, so there's some different ways that they can get connected and, and, and get some of this really important content. So there are, I have created some really awesome resources called Planner Prayer Journals for Girls. And it's really to help girls begin to establish a prayer journaling habit and oh, a prayer wow. habit. And wow. so it's a really cool resource. It's really fun and engaging and colorful, and it gets them starting on prayer journaling. And so I have two of those. I have one for teens. I have some for moms even because moms really struggle to get into God's word each day. And so a lot of times they spend their quiet time trying to figure out what to do with their quiet time. And so this planner prayer journal gets them super focused right away. They see their planning of the day. They see their prayer journaling and they see both of those things side by side as opposed to two different things. Wow. And so that's one way they can get... plugged in is getting some of the resources. I'm developing an online course that's actually based on the class that I teach, and it goes through the nine different I am statements that every girl and every mom need to know about who God's Word says they are. And so this online course is going to be video-based. It's going to offer, it's a bit pretty much the structure of my class. So there's going to be crafting, journaling, teaching, hands-on wow. activities. Wow. And so that is a course I'm developing right now. So right now it's a, a, a small curriculum that I've offered, but I'm it, this is kind of like the 2.0 version. <laughs> so okay. this is ramping it up. It's going to be something moms and daughters can do side-by-side in their home or in a big group setting like a church or yeah. something like that. And then finally, um, I do mother-daughter events. And so churches will invite me to, they will host, and they'll invite me to come and put on the Made Matchless Experience. And it's so fun. It is basically the class just all crunched into one day. Uh, The classes take a whole school year, but this is crunched into one day. So it's kind of a little like drinking water out of a fire hose. I'm not going to lie. But it's so fun. It's crafting again. It is teaching, it's hands-on activities, and moms and daughters are doing it side by side. And I consistently get such wonderful feedback from these moms saying, this is exactly what we need. I mean, especially coming out of the pandemic. And there's there's been a lot of loneliness and a lot of like disconnect. And moms more than ever 
need to be very intentional about connecting with their daughters and helping them to see that what God's word says about you is so important to every aspect of your life. But you know what? The moms come in, they, they do this for their daughters, but they consistently come out of these events getting something for themselves. Well, of course, because who did that for them, right? Yeah. I mean, my goodness, what a wonderful way to put the primer right in their hands because where's the book on how to raise kids? You know, I mean, I I know there's a lot of self-help out there, but the fact of the matter is you don't get the handbook when they're born, right? It's like, okay, we got to figure this out. And depending upon how you were raised, that's kind of the path sometimes that you go down, right? And you know what? I consistently get feedback from moms uh, whose daughters take my class, who come to the events, and they're... over and over again, their fear is that their daughter is going to grow up and leave the faith. I think the statistic oh, yeah. is like 80% of children who um, go, r- get raised in the church and go to church, like after they, high school and they go off to college, they're leaving the church. And so, so many moms are afraid of that. And so what I want to do is I want to come alongside them and say, you don't have to be afraid. Right. We can trust God with this, but we can be equipped. Right. We can't save our children, but we can be equipped and show them the way and consistently pour that into their lives as best we can. That's wonderful. That is, listen, listeners, you got to get out there because this is really uh, God-ordained right here, sitting here. And if you have a church or a group out there, and especially ladies, if you're listening, and men with your wives, your daughters, whatever, you got to get out there and check this out because this is fabulous. And I bet any of the any of the mothers out there listening wish they would have had something like this when they were growing up. Because, but this is really fabulous, Leah. Thank I just you. I, I can't tell you how thrilled I am. And when we first talk, I thought this has got to be on the show. There's no question about it. And how she's built a fabulous God honoring business too, because she's in ministry. But she's using God-given talents here to be able to do that. So get out and check it out. Uh, it's at madematchless.com. Now, i got to introduce our second guest here because he's chomping at the bit. He's been, I, this is the second time today that I've seen him. Uh, you know, people are going to get jealous of us hanging out so much. You know, He's a good-looking guy. But i got to introduce you to uh, a good guy. Actually, I've known Bob for a number of years, and we connected many years ago, and reconnected just recently. I want to introduce you to Bob Green. He is uh, the president and CEO of the Alternative Board North Shore. Well, that's an organization that he's connected with, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. But uh, anyway, I'm going to ask you the same question. You come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Boy? I did not. <laughs> you did not? I did not. I followed my parents and grandparents <coughs> to church, and I always like to wish everyone peace, but I wasn't really paying much attention <laughs> okay. for a lot of those years. It was just sort of a, let's get in the car and go to church, or you know, and that's what I did. I just kind of obeyed there, but... Uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a passive experience for me. So, okay. uh, but about ten years ago, my mother in law, I've been here in Chicago about uh, fifteen years. My mother in law was, we were recognizing a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. She wasn't quite sure of it yet, neither were we. But she was experiencing this kind of fear I've never seen, terrified mm. of being in her house wow. of people she couldn't see and hear. Wow! And so I had the opportunity because of what I've been able to do in business to take a couple of years off and get to know my mother-in-law, who was this fiercely independent woman, and try to figure out what to do one day at a time. So she stayed with us. And the one thing I learned in that two years is transform me in faith is that she found peace. She would ask me for privacy every day around between 11 o'clock and 1, and she would pray for an hour. And every day she would find peace in ways that medication could never achieve. And I said, wow. She's taught me something because I was the guy who used to lay up at, at night till about three in the morning thinking about how I'm going to negotiate the sale of her house because she loved her house even though she was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I'd go through my PowerPoint presentation in my head. And one day 
I dropped her off at church. I'm, I'm, I'm in the house cleaning things up, and a neighbor comes across and asks to buy the house. And she'd known him for about 30 years, good guy. And a week later, he made an offer. I accepted it, and I said, oh, I should probably talk to my wife about that. So I did, and she said, well, I guess it sounds like a good idea. And they said, oh, Carol, hey, by the way, we, we're going to sell your house to your, to your neighbor. He's going to buy it for his daughter. And she goes, okay, get a good price for it. And she got a Diet Coke, done. <laughs> so my PowerPoint presentation was useless. And I said, see, that's if you let God follow lead you the way. And not your PowerPoint. Things are going to be a lot easier, buddy. So what was pivotal about that for you with, with your faith direction then? It was, it was literally witnessing her just turning and, and just looking at God for prayer and looking wow. for the answers. And wow. not trying to speak through things and not trying to fight things and run into the wind and solve everything in your head. Just be quiet. So I actually started praying at night to fall asleep. I just I didn't pray for anything. I just prayed. Yeah. And didn't ask for anything, just prayed. And and that's how I, and so I found peace in the midst of that two year journey like I've never found before. That's amazing. And she taught me how to do that and he taught her how to do that. And so I we, love it. we helped each other. You helped each <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah. You know, you've got quite a, a big background, so I want to set that up a little bit before we get into what your practice is in the next segment, mm-hmm. but very quickly and briefly. Take people through college and then, you know, career real yeah. quick. Yeah, so real quick, when I was in college, my parents bought a restaurant. They didn't mm-hmm. know anything about owning a business or running a restaurant. And my mom was the connector. My dad was a numbers guy. I learned that both from them. Mm-hmm. But they... They were successful in the business, but they got divorced from it. Mm. It, was a, it was a tumultuous time. I learned a lot from the employees. I learned the value of learning from people. And I ended up working for another company, another family-owned business, not mine. And I became what I thought of like an accidental problem solver. I saw a job that our customers knew we could do better than we did. And we grew the business by millions of dollars, and 18 people took a job that I created and then I've been doing that for about 25 years, kind of the accidental problem solver thing. But after coming out of this two-year break with my mother-in-law, I said, you know what? I've learned a lot in 35 years, and I've now got 30 years of history and research on 50,000 companies on how to do this. Mm. And I need to help people make sure their lives are better and their businesses are better. I love that. And, and I, should, I should give this away. I shouldn't keep this to myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. And that's when you got connected with the organization, right? The that's, when I, that's when I acquired the And Alternative a good Board. friend of ours, both, you know, yes, that, that yeah. he had already had a group going. And so he was getting ready to transition out and so the keeping, the, le- keeping yeah. the legacy going, keeping right? Keeping the legacy it, going. Right. Third owner, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it. Yeah. And we're going to dig deeper into that in the next segment, folks. But also, you got to stay tuned because Bob isn't just sitting here idly. He's brought goodies today, too. So we're going to have a, a, a giveaway uh, for his stuff. And he's got something really fabulous that he wants to share with you. I don't think anybody out there wants to be a millionaire, do they? Uh, he's got a little secret, something he's going to pass along to everybody here about how 25 people did that. Okay, that's pretty cool. I love that whole thing. Hey, again, get out there and check us out, faithmarketplace.com. We got lots of goodies and a lot of new stuff, by the way, because we uh, are launching a new website with a lot of new material on there that you're going to want to know about, it, particularly here in the Chicagoland area. We've got some exciting things that we're doing, and I'm going to rip the covers off of that here in the next couple of mo- uh, couple weeks Then when we have this. But again, I want you to get out there and check out Inbound Studio. He's one of our new sponsors, and that's at inboundstudio.studio. And uh, they actually, because of the, the work that they've done here in the Midwest, they've been recognized and evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. So get out and check them out, inboundstudio.com. 
And also, you know, we're on here on Faith Marketplace Radio every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock, and also on podcasts. So get out there on your favorite podcast platform and check us out. We're going to be right back with Bob Green. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Bob Green of the Alternative Board North Shore. And um, we got a giveaway, so I'm gonna, you're going to have to hang in here with me because I'm not going to give it to you right away, okay? But, Bob, let's get into this a little bit about the Alternative Board and what that's all about. What, what is this? What is Alternative Board? It, it was founded on the idea that um, business, private business owners struggle. They're alone. They're, mm-hmm. they're struggle, they struggle when they start. They have an idea. They're trying to build something, and then they build the company with people, but they have no one to talk to. They have no one to say, who do I talk to? Who do I ask for advice when I don't know what I'm doing? I have my expertise, but there are many things you have to do in growing a business. Right. So it's found the idea that public companies have a public board of directors. Why not do that for private business owners? Mm. And let's let bring owners together who don't compete with each other, who can come together and be that sounding board and come together and help each other out. And, and, um, and, and we do it with the idea that, uh, uh, you, when you come into the room together, you put down the armor, you put down the weapons that you use to fight and grow your business. And we talk about things that are important and personal and make us feel vulnerable because we want to get better. We want to grow. So that's, that's the, that's the idea. Yeah. And you, you had a couple of things I really just found outstanding. Takeaways today, folks. I thought these were just right on point. He says, uh, you know, you're smarter than you think you are. <laughs> I love that. Your business is personal. Failure is not. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if you're waiting to get paid as an owner when you finally sell your company, you might be the luckiest, lonely person you've ever met. I love that. <laughs> I love that. What's, a, what's some of the common challenges and things that you, you see with companies and how you help them? Well, that, that last one is, is one of the most important ones. When, when you start a business... You, you treat it like a family, and you mm-hmm. make a lot of sacrifices. You give up a lot to do that. And oftentimes, you give up a salary, what you should be paying yourself, because you're worth a lot. You're really smart. You're, you're building something great. And oftentimes, you give it away to people that are working for you. You give it away to invest in the company. And you're not paying yourself what you're worth. And you're waiting for some day when it's going to come back, when you finally sell it or somebody comes in. You wait for that. And you make all these sacrifices, and you're not really thriving in your life along the way you're kind of waiting for this moment in time out there in, in the future and right there's no reason to do that yeah it's an unnecessary sacrifice yeah boy you said a mouthful there um what's the ideal target company or person you want to talk to a person who's trying to grow the business who really isn't paying themselves what they're worth and okay. honestly that's the idea they really want to build something great they really want to build something bigger than them, more than them. They're, so they're hiring people. They're building something. They're growing this great brand and they've got this great idea, the solution they offer. And they're just not paying themselves what they're worth. They're, they're making that continuous sacrifice of giving it back instead of saying, well, we can grow and I can pay myself what I, yeah. what I deserve and yeah. what I've earned. And you're right. It's so both. It's on. an end. It's not yeah. an or. <laughs> yeah. And you had a great quote, too. Why don't you share that with the audience? Because I think that plays right into this. Yeah, uh, the uh, which one is that about the African proverb? Yeah, yeah. If you want to run uh, fast, run alone. If you want to run together, run, if run you want far. to run far, run together. Yeah, it's, I love it. You know, I, I remind myself of that all the time. It's uh, <laughs> it's you can't be at a load, folks. <laughs> you can be fiercely independent, but you're gonna yeah. you're gonna hit the wall. And what I really love about what Bob's doing is this is really more is a secular group, right? I mean, there's no it is. faith it orientation is, right? to this, like what I went through with with C12 and peer groups, which I. I see that as a great greenfield 
because you're a great Christian leader. How do you how do you do that? How do you implement that with some of the boards? What do you do? You put scripture in there sometimes, or do you allude to things? Or well, what? You know, that's a good question. Thanks for asking that. We we don't we don't put scripture in it, but I don't I don't turn it away when people talk about faith or they talk about you know, what happened at church on Sunday. I right. welcome it because that's that's the personal side of this conversation. And it's, right. there's no reason to say, oh, no, you can't say that here. Right. So I, I welcome that. I encourage it to, to be yeah. personal and whatever whatever you are in your life and whatever's going on, bring it in. That's what well, this is I about. would think that's kind of a natural manifestation since Mike was a, a Christian and a Absolutely. business leader. So yeah. it, they've, they've gotten used to that. They, they, they understand that. They're not we turned off by it. it. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's all part of your experience and I, it matters. Yeah. I got to tell you, that is really cool. Um, what makes the service unique, do you think, other than you? <laughs> well, no, that, you make it unique. Thank you, because it is. It is and that what makes it unique is that it isn't about me. It is about yeah. a process, and it's about a process that's based on on real experience and success. And we've just taken that down to a process that anyone can follow. Mm-hmm. It works every time. It only fails when people deviate from the process. Right, and that's the great part about it. It's it's a it works for any industry, any company, as long as you want to grow and as long as you follow the steps. It works. You know, through the, through the pandemic and through the, the, the things we've gone through, um, what have you seen manifest itself with some of your members now? What are some issues that they've been bringing forward and how we've been able to solve those? Because I'm hearing a lot of different things. People have had to pivot quite a bit, you know, in their businesses and, and maybe do something else that they weren't doing before. What's some of the things that you can share a story or two about? You know, one of the, uh, one of the things that, that people have realized with the pandemic is that they, they were doing too many things mm. for people and they realized that there's something that they need to do. And that's, that's part of that giveaway we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um, that, because that was a story of, of an owner and, and I'm, it, it happened, it still happens where people with their expertise, they find ways to do many different things for people. And when they do that, they kind of stretch themselves out and people become a little bit confused about what it is that they do. And the more you do, the more it goes right back on the shoulders of that owner or that one great person in the company who knows it all. And you've got to, you got to figure out what that one thing is or that really tight package of services that you offer. So this pandemic has said, we need to get lean. We need to focus on what we really do and stop trying to be a lot of things to too many people because... Let's give people a flavor for what one of these sessions is like when you get your board together. And how many people are on the board? Usually eight, eight to ten people. Eight to ten people, mm-hmm. and how long? How often do they do this? And how for what? We, we we meet we meet once a month. Once a month, and we take four hours. We break it up evenly between people. Everyone brings an issue to talk about. I've helped each person individually prepare the issue mm-hmm. based on their strategy, execution, what's going on, personal life, right. whatever it is. We frame it up in a conversation so that when they come in, they're prepared, they're ready to go. Right. The agenda's all set. And we just go through one person one at a time. And, and you, you shared a story, too, that you found that you, you to, to inculcate somebody into this, not just throwing them in the middle of this because right. they get lost and they're confused as it's to a big deal. what the yeah. heck are they talking about. Uh, you take and really kind of ramp them into it for a couple months, don't you? I work with one them. One-on-one. Yeah, four yeah. months. We work on things. We develop an actual strategic plan, talk about where they are, what what are the most urgent issues they're working on, and what's that personal thing they want to do, that personal vision they want for their family, for their life. Yeah. Bring it all together so that when they come into the meeting four months later they're really up to speed and they're not they're not struggling and saying wow these people are really intimidating they they know all these numbers about efficiency and how they're operating and i don't know any of that right so they do they do know that i work with them individually and we sort all that stuff out so when they come in they're they're but you you not only do the group stuff which is great where they're working on their business for four hours Mm -hmm. which is a big huge benefit when i was involved with c12 and actually i was involved 
with Vistage and also the other second ones way sure. before that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, is the individual coaching that you give, right? So you will give individual coaching to members. Yeah, and, and that's one of the other ways we're unique is the whole, when, from the time we start, Bob, it's all about looking at the company through the eyes of an acquirer. And many people are talking about growing and, and sales and, and collaboration, but we really start day one with me. It's let's look at your company's statistically verified process through the eyes of an acquirer to say, if you, were, if you had to sell your business today, what, what likelihood yeah. would you have? Yeah. And that's where we start. And then we build yeah. it from that point of view because that builds your freedom, that builds your exit, and that builds uh, the strength and the alignment of people. Yeah, and that's and a big aha moment when they go through is. that. You know, instead yeah. of waiting until the end of the trail, and then all of a sudden you go, well, geez, yeah, my EBIT is down. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, why would anybody buy this business, you know, because you haven't got anything to sell. It's like know? going back to school. The score is 0 to 100. The average score is 52. So. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Gonna, gonna keep it real. Well, we teased them enough, okay? So we're going to get out there. We want you to uh, text us at 312-210-0603. And what are they going to get today? They're going to get a story of my most successful member who uh, started by financing his business with a couple of home mortgages. And through the process, he worked with us. When he sold his business, 25 people in the company became millionaires. Wow. Wow. That's quite a story. <laughs> it's, it's a great story. It's a great guy. And, and a, a wonderful example of confidence and humility. I love it. 312-210-0603. And the key word is millionaire. Okay, so you, you go on, get your hands on this. And Bob, we're going to make it available for everybody that texts us, okay? okay. So text us out there again, 312-210-0603 with the keyword millionaire. Okay, so in the remaining minutes here, Bob. What pieces of advice or anything you've gleaned from the last couple of years you've been doing this that you want to share with the folks? Um, number one, you're smarter than you think you are. Right. Uh, a lot of times in our careers and even in a, as a business owner, we spend a lot of time defending our expertise, mm-hmm. defending of how long we're doing this. But what I found, and, and every time I meet with somebody, it's the same thing. The first conversation and you know, everyone after that is they know a lot more mm-hmm. than just that expertise. But if you don't ask people questions to help them draw that out, and, right. and that's where the process comes. When we draw it out, then you can put it out there, and now it's like this it's like this wonderful array of, of wisdom. And you're like, oh, yeah, I never thought, I, di- I didn't really think about that. Right. We kind of bring it to the surface and say, there it is. Yeah, exactly. And then we organize it and put it in the right places and I then could, share it with everybody else. I <laughs> could just see their faces, surprise and delight. Oh, my God, yeah, I guess so. You know, It's like going to Dairy Queen. Oh, look, I get, I get sprinkles on top. <laughs> I found an owner 30 extra minutes in his day-to-day about how he could share with other people. Oh, no kidding. Done. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> he's, he's leaving work a half hour early. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, that is beautiful. Uh, the other thing too is, I, in my experience was is, is there's a lot of personal side to this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are stories, and I, I got enormous amount of help in coaching around my brothers and sisters that were around the table uh, on personal stuff. And uh, and the biggest I have for because there was a lot of men in the room, but we had ladies also members. And I got to tell you something. We probably all the guys in the, in the room got a real good dose of understanding how moms and women work and wives work, you know, mm-hmm. and um, giving us a lot of their wisdom as to how maybe we want to take and do things a little differently. So I got a big benefit out of that. Right, right. And especially for the situation that's coming up for me, I have celebrated 34 years of, uh, of with my lovely bride. And... Um, and she's, she renewed my contract, you know, believe it or not. I, I don't know how I did that, but I guess I sold her on it. You know, I guess that's part of my profession is selling. So I, I better be pretty daggone good at it. I sold her on marrying me, so that was, you know, 
that was a big accomplishment that in and of itself you know being able to do that hey listen we're going to be right back here with the next segment and we're going to roundtable a mystery subject and my guests have come up with something fabulous and that's what we're going to do in the next segment so stay tuned we're going to be right back here with Leah Tatina and Bob Green This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, I'm back here again with our special guests, Leah Tatina and Bob Green. And we have come up with a fabulous mystery subject today, and that is called waiting. Waiting. So, Leah, Leah mm-hmm. we... Um, you interjected a couple of really cool things, so in, 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 because it's a double-sided edge here, yes. right? When do you how when do you wait, and how long do you wait, right? Yeah, it's a good okay. question because yeah. actually during the pandemic, you were talking about pivoting when we were off mm-hmm. the air, I think, and during the pandemic, all of my events came to a screeching halt. Yeah, my teaching came to a screeching halt. I mean, and every I everybody was talking about pivoting. Businesses were talking about pivoting, like, and I just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Because I was just in this groove and things were going along great, you know. And when the pandemic hit, I really just stopped. And I didn't know what to do. And I am a bit of a perfectionist. And so mm-hmm. if I don't know what to do, I don't want to do the wrong thing. So then I don't do anything. So there is that kind of waiting, right, where you're just afraid that you're going to make a choice that's going to disappoint God. Mm-hmm. And so you just don't, you know, as if God is doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so you don't do anything. But... In that season, I really had a, a very clear sense that God was asking me just to wait. And so I did. And that's really hard for me because I like to make progress. I generate right. a lot of ideas mm-hmm. right. and they keep coming and mm-hmm. I want to take action and I, I couldn't do that. And so in that season of my life, I really coming out of it, out of the other side of it, I knew that that waiting was actually a good kind of waiting because God was asking me to trust him because he did eventually give me a lot of clarity on how to move forward. Whereas if I had just found things to fill in Mm -hmm. because I wanted to do stuff and I didn't want to wait, I would not have had that clarity. And so there's that kind of waiting, but then there is the other kind of waiting where I think we were saying off the air, it's like an excuse. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we kind of tell ourselves things like, well, should I do this thing or should I do this thing? Mm-hmm. And they're both good. Neither is a sinful choice. They, right. they both have pros and cons. And we can think, oh, but I don't want to disappoint God. I don't want to make the wrong decision. And so I, I just am going to wait and not do anything and hope that God is just going to speak to me through the clouds or something. Well, do nothing is a decision. It, it is. <laughs> it really when is. In reality, <laughs> when in reality, we have no business knowing God's hidden will. Exactly. And either way, if we make a choice, we just can trust God. With yep. that choice. That's, it gets back to um, the other thing, count 10, you know, a prayer, mm-hmm. you know, praying on it. You know, that oftentimes yes. that will lift the clouds, you know, and all of a sudden the sunshine will come through. But you're absolutely right. Where's that fine line of waiting becomes an excuse? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your thoughts on it, Bob? I think, Leah, is, is a great example. I've, I've found that um, sometimes the, the activity is sort of an excuse not to mm. do the right things because you're just doing things that you know or doing things like routine kind of a thing. And I've seen that too in this, in this pandemic. Sometimes a little patience to just maybe get a little peace and, 
and maybe see some things that you didn't see because you're running so fast you don't see anything. That whole idea of running fast and running far. Yeah, right. Sometimes if you slow down, you can see a lot more around you. That's why I've, I've made time during the pandemic for a, a trail run. Get out there in the woods, listen to birds and things, and exercise. And yeah. um, it, and it's 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 that patience sometimes that says, look, I need to see some things I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in, in individual sessions with people. It's fascinating how would people, would people recognize when they just pause a minute and they say, all right, let's put the phone down, right? That weapon of mass distraction, put the yeah, phone right. down, <laughs> put it down and just, let's just reflect here on what's going on yeah. and then figure out what that next move is, right? Like, you know, you're pivoting, you, you think about it and then you're intentional about what you're mm-hmm. doing and you're not just trying to scramble and because that's what this pandemic has shown. You can scramble doing a lot of things, but you're not really making any progress. Yeah. 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 You, you, it's like a hamster wheel. You yeah. You're just yeah. going round and round and round. You think that, you know, activity is productivity mm-hmm. and I tell that to our people all the time. That's not. It's not activity is not necessarily productivity, yeah. and it's not effective and efficient sometimes. Uh, I get just a, a little kind of sidebar here where this really plays in, you know, waiting or patience, and and that is because I'm you know double A type and I'm just going all over the place. Well, that pandemic just put me in a screeching halt, and particularly with my driving, and so I just fortunately two days before the pandemic got a new lease car was a Camry hybrid, and that's the first one I've ever had. And I, wow, you know, I, I, this is gonna be cool. And little did I know that we're faced with this gasoline going through the roof, <laughs> mm. okay? So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm intentionally having to get out of the house and get out of my office to just take breaks and get out in nature. And, and what I found myself doing is all of a sudden, like you said, I'm observing things and I'm waiting. I'm getting a whole lot slower with stuff. Well, that also slowed me down as far as my driving goes, okay? And I'm just really enjoying this car. So the big thing was the culmination, kind of the outcome of all this patience and waiting and doing things a lot slower, was 45 miles to the gallon. <laughs> My hybrid. Now that went down over the winter, but I've got it up to 44.1. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna beat that 45 somehow, some way. I'm gonna beat that 45, but I gotta be patient because now all of a sudden the traffic's picking up. And I'm finding myself, you know, kind of, you know, getting back in that old pattern, and I gotta really throttle back. And I'm a lot more conscious now and watching stuff. So that waiting thing for me has really become very big because uh, I was running 240, and I was on a hamster wheel. It was just like. Breathe. Take time out. Just set and be in it. As God says, be still, right? right. And listen to yes. my voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that was perfectly what we're doing. I, I think I struggle with, and I think you can help with this one a little bit, Bob, is it was when is waiting too much? Um, and you see this in the practice. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. So uh, wait, waiting waiting is too much when you you uh, you just sort of give up and you say, I, I don't know the answer, so I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just ignore it, right? I'll put it on the shelf, put it aside, and just not do it because yeah. that's not my thing. It's not my expertise. So I'll just I'll just ignore it and do things I do well. Yeah, that's when it's a problem because that when that's when you're you're really holding yourself back, holding everything that you're trying to do back. And that's what's cool about what you bo- do. And asking for help is asking for help. Asking and the other help. thing is right. the accountability mm-hmm. with your groups because right. you know you get around the table and you got other people sitting. Around, particularly when I was in C twelve, they're holding you accountable for stuff. You know, and we yeah. had uh, accountability partners, you know, where we had to get on the uh, on with them every week and figure out, you know, well, you said you were going to do this. What's going on? You know, mm-hmm. well, then, you know, and like I said, you know, as Jim Rowan said, you know, uh, you know, if you're going to do it, you, you're going to find a way to do it. If you don't want to do it, you're going to find an excuse. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that's great. Leah, uh, your thoughts now, because you brought this up again about one's waiting too much or too little. From your perspective, you seem to have experienced that a little bit, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you have to have some amount of introspection to be able to say, what is really going on here? Am I not taking action because I'm avoiding, Mm -hmm. you know, the pain or I'm avoiding the insecurity or whatever it is that we're avoiding? If you have that avoidance feeling, that that can't be a a good thing, I would say. Um, I experienced something very different because I've experienced both. Right. I've experienced both for sure. And but the time where I knew the waiting was healthy for me, where it was nurturing the patience, mm-hmm. the fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is patience, right? right? And where it was nurturing that was in that time where I felt very peaceful, ah, very peaceful yeah. about it. But it does have a lot to do with prayer. You, boy. you have to be in prayer about whatever that season is. Yep. And I remember just you know, my head on the counter just saying, God, if you just tell me what to do, I will do it. I'm that personality. I'm like, God, whatever. You tell me to do it, I'm just doing it. And he wouldn't. Yeah. And I, and. Isn't that aggravating? It, you know, a <laughs> little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's aggravating. But this is a really interesting story because I was transitioning into Made Matchless and I was in that, I was in my kitchen. I was having my quiet time. My head was on the counter. I said, God, just tell me what to do. I'll do it weeks went by and he was not telling me what to do. And then out of nowhere, I was having my quiet time and I wasn't even thinking about my business and out of nowhere. And I don't get this. I don't, I don't hear voices from God. You know, I'm not into the, like the signs and all that kind of stuff, but very quickly he said, what you're doing now is I'm in the background and your business is in the front and I don't want that. I need Mm. to be in the front and your business is behind me. Good. That's great. that was what the waiting was for. I can't that. believe we're out of time, guys. We could have another hour on this. This Come is fabulous. On. We have Wonderful. some great. This is great. I want to thank my special guests, Bob Green and Leha Tatina. Yes. I got it right. Okay. I'm having a heck of a time with that. We're going to be back here next Saturday here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, Faith Marketplace, with another fabulous guest and giving you some other good words of wisdom as to how you bring the kingdom and work together. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.